mate. This is gold. Oh. Keep this in, Connor. This is just riffing. It's like Miles Davis has entered the room and he's just dropping some, <laughs> some fucking crazy notes. Raging mate. Bulls. Are okay. Sick, so this is technically the second part. Hang on. Let me do that again. Yeah, could you? You're listening to Two Beers Until Phrenesis, a philosophy podcast for students, graduates, and anyone else interested in ideas. Alongside regular guests and friends, we discuss some of life's big questions over a few beers. Enjoy. So this is technically part two of our sports series, but you guys haven't even listened to the first one. So I guess, well, thanks, it, I guess thanks. it doesn't matter. So who has? Let's be honest. Yeah. Okay. So if you haven't listened this to part time, one, it's personal. <laughs> Okay. If you haven't listened to part one, it doesn't matter. <laughs> two sports, two Because neither have we. Sports reloaded. Basically, in the last podcast, we just talked generally about sport and its place in society. Because Zach does athletics. So we just talked a little bit about that and the role that sport had in our lives. So you guys all have different approaches to sport. Now, you have some insight into esports. You follow yeah. it, at least. Yeah, I watch some esports. Yeah. yeah, and I thought that would be an interesting <laughs> way to like take... It's like a death position. Like, oh, I know about the esports. <laughs> yeah, I, so I, the, I, the term you're using, esports, allegedly I do sometimes partake in watching the said sport. Right, that's good. <laughs> I, I dispute the term esports. I yeah. would like that defined. I would like to redefine esports. And Kieran, you like punching people. Yeah, <laughs> not nothing to do with boxing. You're just a pretty aggressive. Is that Muhammad any Ali any, on your any shirt? man anywhere yeah. in your back garden. Oh God, it is actually Muhammad Ali on your shirt. It is. And in terms of taking the conversation even further, I thought because you do jujitsu, don't you? Yes. Yeah. So I thought we talk about that and yoga and how that fits uh, into the can definition. we? Because I will literally sit here and talk to you about jujitsu for the next four hours. Okay, we'll get onto that at the end. <laughs> Please. Um, so first of all, um, just the only bit of follow up I wanted to do the last podcast. Um, no, you had a problem with the definition we had a sport, largely. Or well, least... I, I just have a different idea of what I think yeah, sport I think is. Because um, like, I think we, we were pretty much in agreement on that last podcast about the whole, you know, how to define sport and stuff. Yet you... Cause Cause I, I think you guys, you looked up a definition of it, if I'm remembering correctly, and it had the physical, uh, had, a, had a physical constraint to it. It was like, it was going outside and doing physical stuff, and you guys thought, well... No, yeah. No, we, you, you want it to be more, a lot more sort of broad than that. I think a large part of what we were saying was when you're doing philosophy right, you're, it, it should encompass the whole of your life. And therefore, if you're doing sport, you're kind of doing philosophy if you're doing them both right. And I think you found that a bit too broad and you were going to say something about esports in regards to that. As soon as you said it to me, I was actually agreeing with you. So I went straight back on my point. Well, that's not good. You need to give me some pushback on this. Because no, I, I would say that, so when I think of the word sport, right? Impressionable. Yeah, so my definition, I, I would say when I think of sport, I think of like a description of of something that the way most people use the word sport, right? It's a descriptive thing. It's it's if you went to someone on the street and said, I play sports, what does that mean to that person? What does that mean? And that does not, that definition does not include, like, if, if I said I'm a sports person, you're not going to immediately think, oh, you're a chess player or, oh, you're a... Yeah, I guess, it just I, isn't part I guess, of I guess we weren't really looking for a functional definition. It was more of a, like, an idealistic kind yeah. of thing. But yeah, but I, on I get, top of e that, yeah, yeah there's, there's a second, context. yeah, there's a second reason why I also think that, and part of, I, I do actually think that uh, things like esports and things, uh, games like chess and uh, and go and things, like that, I, you know, I, I do follow chess. I really like watching chess, but, um, but I do think the that they games. What's the resistance about the term game? Because you just say games like chess, so I follow games like chess. Do you think part of the esports thing is just a resistance to call it a game? Because it uh, makes it sound trivial. No, because I think I think game like really is un underdescriptive. Because a game could mean a game of football. So that's in okay, a way yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't separate it at all. So using the word game isn't very useful. Okay, so um, I yeah. imagine you would say because I've been playing in a darts team uh, recently. I imagine you would say that's not a sport. That's a sport. That's man. a difficult da one. Darts I think. Legit. Yeah, I would say darts is a sport because there is is literally a it's a you wouldn't physical say it, you wouldn't thing. say it's a game. Like, well, this thing is there's you know something like um, what's the one where they have to polish it before as oh, when they go to. Like bowls or something or where it's curling. like, there's, yeah, curling. That's like something where, yeah, it's still like very high skill, but in terms of like 
the exertion of it, or like pulled or something like this. There's, you know, you're not like it's not like running eight, you know, eight hundred meters or whatever. But it's you're st- there's still a physical activity where it's it's very sort of cerebellum-y. You know, it's it's you're using motor skills. There's you know there's some sort of there's some physical requirements to it. I disagree though because you, that's like a, that's quite subjective because you could argue that you're using motor skills to engage in any game just because you your body has to recruit more to like play a game of basketball or something. How is it any different to somebody that's rolling a bowling ball down the alley or somebody that's picking up a chess piece and moving it? I get it. And I, I kind of understand where you're coming from, but I think it's too subjective to say that there has to be a prerequisite of some sort of physical exertion. Because technically you could argue that the emotional and cognitive drain, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but of like playing like a game competitively online you're, you're having to click a lot. It, it involves a bit of wrist endurance, right? And I know I'm probably being a bit pedantic, yeah, no, but do you see what I mean? If you put it under a microscope, you could make that argument for pretty much any yeah. game, I guess. What, what I would say is that there, is, line, yeah, there, there, are phys- there are certain physical skills that are involved in sports okay. that are not actually requirements for a lot of these other things. Like, So for chess, you could have no limbs and still play like top be the best chess player in the world, right? Okay. Because you don't, because, you know, you, there would even be someone to move the chess piece that's and that wouldn't be like... Paralympians. Yeah, that wouldn't be like cheating. Yeah, yeah but that, that's not because like for Paralympic, anyone can play chess and it's all about, it's all about your brain, right? Mm. Um, and at the end of the day, like even if someone else moves the pieces, that's not cheating because, you know, that's not, it's the point is, it's it's the strategic element so of it. It's the cognitive, it's the thing. And like, well, that's a very good point. And I think you're very much uh, correct about the whole cognitive exertion thing because people who play chess and on these like uh, so like for instance like magnus carlson um in some of these like grand finals in the world chess championships the amount of calories they're burning through just sat there thinking just because like, it's incredible like just because the amount mm. of like concentration and like and in many cases in in the in things like esports when they're playing video games the amount of adrenaline the amount of like things as if mm. you know it, it would be similar to watching someone who is like you know cycling for yeah. several miles because yeah. the amount of which is true but what i'm thinking about more is not the fact of physical exertion it's more what is being measured here is it the skill of someone's uh, you know which it has to often involve physicality um in sports because i would say that there are certain like essentially genetic requirements to many sports um in the sense that you're not you're, you know you're not going to be mo farah if you you know if, if you just don't have the you're not going to be one of the best in the world at a certain uh, thing if you just don't have like certain physical traits about you. And I think that's just like, whereas if you're, you know, into c- computer game thing or whatever, it's all about the brain. And it's like, you can be, ed- you know, you can be of any physicality or whatever. And it doesn't, you know, that isn't what's being measured at the end yeah. of the day. I mean, Someone with carpal tunnel syndrome with a hard, hard time playing competitive esport games. Yeah, but like people they, have, and that's the thing. I think my, my problem with the definition you're putting forward is it, it's, it's too subjective, and I, I get what you're saying, I just wouldn't know where to draw the line, yeah, and, I, that, and that for me is problematic. But I think you my want question it. is, is there a line, is there a line between, and the, what I was saying with like the whole uh, being about, you know, is it just because you don't want to call it a game? That was, that was sort of a way of saying, why not just call it all sports and then just have, because it feels like in my mind... Games within sports. Well, well, no, well, not even that. that there's that there's a there's like a, an axis and there's like games and sports at one end, right? Is that an axis? Oh yeah, Connor's, Connor's eyes just fucking lit up at the word axis. Um, but it's like, why not just call it all sports and then not have... Because I think when you're talking about darts, is darts a sport? You're trying to place it on that line, right? Yeah. You're going like, oh, is it a real sport? Well, I, I, I genuinely thought that. I genuinely thought that Nye would. I genuinely thought that Nye would regard that as a, a game, and therefore I was, the, I was going to use. The, the, you guys are using the word sports. game, but a game like this is a game is something else entirely. Like uh, saying thing. a game is a totally different thing. I'm yeah, not I, even talking I know, about games. I'm talking about get rid of it. Like get rid of it. Yeah, sure. I know. I think sport is a subset of games, right? Yes. This is the problem. It's like that's 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 a different thing. It's like there's no game sports spectrum. I thought you were going to put it in the same category as dominoes. I. I would say sport no. is a way of categorizing a way that games are used. I would say if something's a game, it's a lot more casual. It's a lot more kind of just purely for recreational purposes. I would argue that somebody that goes along and has a kickabout with their mates with football and they're not really training, I'd say that's more like a game. It's more like, whereas a sport for me 
is when you introduce the competitive element to it. Right. Now, this is something we threw up in the last podcast, and it would be nice to get your opinions on this. So, do you think it's possible to compete with yourself? Well, that's just what sport oh, is about. Absolutely. That's, yeah. That's, that's the main point. I think, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. But I don't think in most kinds of situations where you'd be just competing with yourself, it's just a self-to-self thing. There's no social element. I don't think usually we'd be calling that a sport. Like anything that's like a, a physical activity, how far can you stretch the definition? Uh, something like yoga is a, it's something that requires skill to some extent. It's something that requires commitment and, yeah. That's, yeah, that's kind of like a practice, isn't it? I know what mm. you mean about the competitive element because no one's winning at yoga. No yeah. one's like, whoa. There might be, there might be competitive <laughs> yoga and at which point I'd argue that's a sport. But yeah, here's, here's, here's something I was thinking about in between the podcasts, which was um, the difference between dance and gymnastics. Yeah. So obviously we, we think gymnastics is a sport. Dance is more of an art form. Though, yeah. It? So what's the difference? I, and I, I think it's the act of creation. I think also oh, it's competition. But Surely that's, the, that's just the obvious thing that's separating you the can two. Short, but you can compete in you dance. You can compete in dance. You have dance yeah. competitions. Yeah. But, then it's, but then it's a sport, isn't and it? And you're judged on a routine. Precis- and, but and, if it's dance for the sake of dance, it's not a sport. If it's dance with, with a competitive lens, then it is a and, sport. And that's, and that's my judge argument art. for what, yeah. what you, where you can take pretty much anything where you have two parties engaging in some sort of activity, be that ridiculously physically demanding. Yeah, yeah so or let's whatever. say let's yeah. say two people draw a painting and they're both judged on it and the winner gets a, a Toblerone, yeah. you know. <laughs> it, it's I don't know why it's a Toblerone. Connor's idea of sport. Yeah. <laughs> surely that's a just out a window into your soul then, mate. Surely that's surely that's a sport then. Yeah. But I, I see because most of my argument painting. hinges on the idea of how we use the word sport descriptively and that mm. what i mean by that is if you go and talk to someone is it going to be confusing if the whole time you're talking about esports when you use the word sports yes if they don't know what you're talking about and you're not separating the fact that you're talking about that a computer ar- game with that argument um, i guess you could go back to like the you if, you if you took a time machine and you went back 200 years and you were talking to someone about sport about a well-established sport of today that is that didn't exist back then they would be similarly confused. And I think it's just to do with what's, what progression society makes. So just because it's not been, a, that hasn't come under the umbrella of sport for a long time doesn't mean that it can't kind of adapt. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I mean. Yeah. So that, that's the same point you're making there, but you're just talking about it in terms of something that doesn't exist. Whereas I'm saying it's the same thing, but it's just like the set of what people understand as being sport does not include these sorts of things. Correct, yeah, I would um, agree with that. When we talk about it descriptively. And that's that's like, that's like part of it. That's why I think one the word... And the second uh, point that I want to I sort of wanted to talk about why I also think it's useful to separate um, things like esports from sports is I actually think it's better for the development of esports. And I'm like a bit of a fan of... You know, I watch various esports. I actually really like stuff like chess. Get your mouse pad signed. But I don't. I think it's better if it's separated, like categorically, from um, from normal traditional sports. Whatever. I think. It, I think not only is it, you know, it's growing at a massive pace and it's sort of becoming its own thing, but it has its own culture. There is its own sort of association mm. of like how of what it means, you know, to be like yeah, someone disagree. who plays video games for. Like, it's, it's just such a different. Yeah place and i i don't want to see that like the, the traditionalism of most of a lot of the uh, regime of how sport is um sort of done with whether that's how you know the media um uh, covers sport and all the rest of it i don't want to see that same uh, approach to things like esports and things like chess i like i like the fact it feels like its own separate thing that has its own sort Wish. of yeah and, and the types of people that it, it attracts are, are sort of different there's a slightly different culture to it um, and I think that's a good thing. I don't necessarily think it should, we should be yeah, desperately sure. trying to get it into sport. And though it's yeah, a real sure. sport, it's like I don't. Would well, that change? Would that, would that really? Because like I, I could argue that in boxing, I can't. Like if I look at a football fan, I can't stand football fans. I, I don't like what most of them represent. I don't like the way they view their game. I don't like the way Trigger. that they. Yeah, I, 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 I literally football makes no sense to me as a boxing fan. I'm proud of the majority of fans that my sport has. I'm proud of the level of sacrifice that our athletes yeah. put into it. So I could argue that I want my sport to be separate from others, but fundamentally, it's still a sport just because it's different. Yeah, I think I think when I say it's a sport, I don't literally want people to be going around never saying the word esports and never saying that phrase. I just want there to be a recognition that fundamentally, the same mm. thing is going on. Mm. That's that's really what I'm saying. I like. I think. I think we're kind of getting confused between a, like a functional definition, a definition that's going to work in society that we mm. can use in common language, and kind of 
pinning down the essence of something and right. talking more conceptually. I, th- I think one thing that, like, a lot of the time when you when we talk about the semantics of a certain word, I think it is important mm. to think, of, that's why I use words like descriptive and prescriptive. Yeah. Because this is a really important part in when we talk about words, are we talking about them through the lens of, the, of there being some prescriptive nature to them in the sense that we, cut, we have a word and it is prescribed a meaning, or are we talking about the descriptive nature of a word in the sense that we get a word like sport and we ask ourselves what is that what is the word describing to the average person rather than this is what the word should be prescribed to mean yeah um and obviously linguists sort of fall on either side of it but i would say that the most modern uh the more modern sort of approach now is 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 this sort of descriptive approach to how we talk about language in the sense that words have their meanings based on how people understand the word rather than to do with like the, there being some like defi- actual like you know pure definition of a certain thing that has to be there a prescriptive yeah. meaning and everyone has to be prescribed well, in, this meaning and words can't change or evolve mm. or you know um, in, in both senses of, of those terms though, I, I still think there's an advantage to separate something like dance from gymnastics even if it's judged and the mm. reason I think that is because I think dance is trying to say something outside of the performance Obviously, it, 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 there's still that whole notion of art for art's sake, because it is. I think it is art, and I think gymnastics isn't art, because its its worth is is just to do with what's going on in that room and the the, the being judged. I'm, I mean, sure, there's there's other things. You know, they might want to represent their country. Um, they might be the athlete might be on a personal journey, that kind of stuff, and you know, might have more subjective meaning. But the actual performance is for the sake of being judged right there and then whilst a dance can say something beyond that room entirely and in fact that is almost the point of the dance that is the point of the art yeah but at this point surely we're conflating dance as a like a competitive dancing thing with a dance for the art's sake because those are already two different things right whereas we're just lumping dancing with competitive dancing as well i think you can judge art you're you're absolutely right that's where it gets woolly because the whole idea of judging art you then start to to box things up. And I think that's that's the essence of sport. It's it's sport is still expressive, but it's within certain rules. It's all about um kind of walking those lines in in um kind of regulating form. But I think yeah, dance is is much less so. Dance is much there's much more room to, and it's again it's it's saying something. It's transformative. It's actually producing something whilst i think gymnastics doesn't I mean, that gymnastics is is stuck you can use words like routine much more comfortably in that space but just because there's more flexibility in dance it still has confines i.e uh, a dance troupe that will come on stage will be given five minutes yeah they'll have a piece to work to just because um i don't know if you know but in gymnastics i forget the type of it is it creative gymnastics or expressive gymnastics there's a category of gymnastics where it's basically like a dance rhythmic yeah rhythmic Mm. gymnastics it basically is a dance and that's very expressive and i I think those areas are where where there is like a massive blurring what's that what's this what's the diving one where you can just tumbling tumbling yeah Yeah. or like synchronized swimming where it's the whole point is how good does it look as a display and it's judged yeah but i mean i would say that's a sport but yeah but it it isn't yeah because it isn't saying it's an Anything. aesthetic display that is yeah. judged, right? Yeah. I, 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 think, I think the thing is, like, the, the judging and the commentation thing is actually a really good element. Mm. That's a really good way to think about it, is, like, synchronized. If you were doing, like, like Connor was saying about the painting, if you're just doing a painting, that's that's very different from doing a competitive painting. And it's, like, the whole idea of, like, sport jiu-jitsu, where you're working within rules of a sport to score points and being in a fight. Did you know... If, so those are like two completely different sort of ideas, aren't they? Yeah, it, inter- interestingly, different. the um, visual arts was actually a part of the Olympics at one stage. But they yeah, just couldn't They just couldn't do it. Because it was people drawing paintings and getting judged and it was... It didn't really fit with the rest. And because the I, rules are too fluffy, right? Yeah. yeah and I, how, do you, how do you judge art? Yeah. He, and I, it was the, he was the best cross-hatcher. He was very good yeah. at very good at shading. Mm. Because yeah. you right. see, I, I can how when you said that there's a big difference between like I'll use synchronized swimming again as an example. Like when you judge something like that, I I don't think that there is necessarily a big difference between say doing that as an art form as a purely aesthetic thing and a judge thing. It's just one has a, has some contingencies as in rules as as how the judges are going yeah. to aesthetically judge. Mm-hmm. Like, but the performance itself can be something that is meaningful or means something, and that could actually be part of the aesthetic judging it could be like a display Uh, that is talking about gymnastics or dance now well i was was using the example of synchronized swimming swimming, you're saying that that can say more than just the the aesthetic 
Yes. I think it can say, are you trying to say it can say more than the competition? So you could have like a personal heroic story about, you know, a group of people who overcome uh, like hardships and do like well in training and really push themselves. And also they win the rule-based thing. No, I think so, with, so within got, the piece. So you've got the rule-based competition and you've also got the things that they express as like a layer on top. Yeah, but the art it. that is being expressed that. can be something that is I get, actually part I get of the what competition. You're saying. Is, is it, right? is it um, there's a category of like, you know, expression which i think is in like the tumbling and things like that it's literally like i know in dancing they have like choreography so it's like mm. how well did you create the piece and then also how well did you execute it so it's like strictly come dancing right it's like it's they my top they have like a dance or whatever i haven't really watched it but they do like a dance and they get gets judged <laughs> but it's like they can be creatively expressive and doing an art thing but there's still a judging process where they are, t- yeah. they are there's a qualitative yeah, but they're thing judged, about- they're judged um, on the execution, but that's like with tumbling. Yeah, but also the yeah, creativity. Yeah, as well. yeah, they're yeah. But they're, they're also yeah, they're, they're judging creativity. But I don't think uh, there is only so much creativity. And again, that creativity is it is it is only so much it can say in the realm of conventional sport. But surely that's all art. All art is restricted within some kind of com- you know. There's a there's men- there's a lot of art out there which is created. That's wonderful art that is created with the restriction. I don't know. Them. I don't know if a gymnastics routine can be political. I don't think it can say political things. I think a, a gymnast can. And Depends the, on the rules the, of the, the competition. The act of a gymnast, right? maybe, maybe you know, uh, there might be a story behind. It can say political things if it wants to. If it's part of the competition to be to have a theme or an expression or something like that. That's that's again, it's it's mm. entirely dependent on the theme of the competition. Yeah, I don't that, see where the separation true, is. If that's true, I agree. But um, I, I maybe the, the the difference isn't so fundamental. But I think at their extreme forms, at least, there is this separation. I'll say yeah, that I, for me, the difference is just, is one being judged or not? And I think you can judge aesthetics on a competition or whatever, and that essentially can become a sport if you've got competing people yeah. having... It's, it's, but it's all about mm. the restrictions of the particular is that, um, thing. Is that as in saying, like, it is a sport if there is a way to win? Almost. Yeah, I would yes. say if, so if it's... So it's a, like esports, there's a very clear way, like in Dota 2, for example, like there's, there's a very clear way of which you win. There's no such way... There's not a clear way that you win at, uh, like freeform dancing or like painting or whatever it's not such a clear yeah, way but if there's a competition it's still if there's if there's a rule set it, i think just because the lines get blurry doesn't mean it's no longer like a sport it, it just means that it's a, a sport that requires really competent judges like it just because, just but, but because there, has, it, there just, has to be judges yeah there has to be judges yeah. there, there has to if, if it's something that is subjective if it's something that doesn't have a definitive point scoring system that can be counted just by a computer rules that, yeah precisely rules then it, that can be that, yeah then it would need to have rules that can be understood by humans that can keep track of it the more qualitative it gets I, I just think it moves away from you know like we were doesn't, saying it doesn't mean it has to be good or fair it just means it's still a competition yeah right? precisely it's yeah. still a sport I the mean, judges can be biased as hell yeah. but it doesn't like it's still something that people are competing to get better win over the judges so, right that's because that's the whole point that's the game we're, we're arguing now on the basis that all sports have to be perfectly efficiently judged now of course there's yeah, going to be fair, bad, there's going to be poor yeah there's mm. going to be poorly judged sports out there there's going to be sports out there that I mean, are hell, really even, difficult to impress the judges I think there's with. a difference yeah. between uh, unfair and, and subjective I don't think that's that's well. No, I, I get, yeah, I, but I guess, I guess the, the impression I'm get from what you're saying is that when the lines are blurred, there's a lot more room for unfairness. There's a lot more room for kind of um, people to maybe miss out on things because they were putting a lot of passion into it that not, might not necessarily have no, met I, the technical I, I demands. I literally just think that the the routine or the whatever's being done. It's 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 a difference between art and sport is what I'm is what I'm getting at, and because I, I, I think art says things beyond the art. Okay. I, don't, I don't think, and I don't think that's important in the definition at all. I think that actually can be part of a. You can you still have something saying something beyond it, and it can still be a sport. You want to watch people's retirements fights, man, in, in boxing. You will never see so much passion, blood, sweat, and tears go into something. Yeah, but it's all about winning or or the act of it's not, participating it's judged yeah. it's about their legacy yeah. it's about they are putting their heart and soul into it and it's so it's beyond winning i've seen plenty of old fighters mm. that go out in their last fight and they're not fighting to win they're not fighting they're not thinking about the rule set they are thinking about something that goes beyond the sport Something that will immortalize them in the eyes of their yeah, fans. Yeah, but they do that through the sport, and it's precisely what, no know. different to how people use creativity through the sport. It's the same thing. Like you're just taking it that one step further. You're acting within the rule set, 
and then you're making it your own by doing something that yeah. speaks well, to fans I think, and viewers. I think you're getting bogged down by the difference between having the rule set include the aesthetic aspect of it. So in this example that you're talking about, instead of it being like all the you know the legacy thing and whatever being separate yeah. from the so the boxing is the thing that happens, and then on top of that we've got like the guy going in there with his own incentives, his own legacy things he's thinking about. It would be like the actual rule set would include that aspect of aesthetic judgment of oh it's also like his last fight and we're gonna we're also gonna in, into our consideration of how we're judging this fight we're going to mm-hmm. take into like so this is so it's, you know, it, it's this that, that's the thing so that's what we're talking about is yeah. is that a separate thing or can a sport because i think connor's point was that you're you're basically separating or like one of the main things you're talking about when you're separating aesthetics from sport is that the aesthetics has can appeal to some higher theme or some have something that means something else above right. the here's, here's which a, yeah here's a curveball what about bodybuilding how do you separate the aesthetics from that sport? Mm. Or, it's literally, literally entirely about that. But, yeah, but, yeah, but, 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 but that's but, a sport. Yeah, but I'm not saying things can't look nice and be judged on what they look like. I'm saying the looking nice is saying something how, else. How do we get yes, on, how we get on yeah, to agreed. aesthetics? How do agreed. we get on to aesthetics? We try to define sport and then we spent three hours talking about... Because no, I'm how just I'm trying to... Um, separating art and yeah, sport. Yeah, separating basically. art and sport. Hmm. But, but, but body, they do cross over. Yeah, they did. Are we agreed on that? Yeah, I, absolutely. I think yeah. I may be misunderstanding some of the things that you're saying. The, so, yeah, I, okay. yeah, so my so the, the difference is con, the way. Yeah, I think to just to make sure that I understand what you're saying, I think you were interested in how so you're separating art and sport by saying that art can say something or have some kind of thematic thing outside of that sport yeah. cannot. Yeah, and that, that, and that, that is that, the point. That's what it's yeah. being judged on. Whereas Not I think sport, yeah. sports through its routine can hit on other things and like there's obviously a wider context in which that sport is being done so obviously things get said but the principle it's all about that principal point of either winning or losing or or maybe just the act of turning up or the, the right. yeah but pushing yourself yeah. Com- competing but it's beyond all those elements there's nothing else there's nothing being created as such but the problem is what if the rule set itself includes the art of the creative and the aesthetic elements so that's what i'm saying it's like you can increase that set to include all those aesthetic aspects of it and then it's still a competition so the trouble is it overlaps that's what i'm saying is it overlaps if the actual competition itself are those aesthetic criterias so this is this is the problem. That's why I don't think that's a useful yeah, way to separate I, I just, art and I don't sport. Think, I think I, I don't think purely the judged. I don't think synchronized swimming does that to the degree you, you, you want to say it does. I think like say if you were judging an art piece, maybe, but then I, I I still think the way in which you're judging the art piece is then fundamentally different to the way you're judging. Boxing. Maybe not synchronized swimming itself because I don't really watch it. But I mean something again to go back to like dancing in a competitive environment. Um, what can win over judges is making a more artistic statement in the dance. But so what's yes. happening there is the judges are judging it. So it's part of the competition is the aesthetic expression. Yeah. So again, but so then, the problem then, is that... Then in, I would just say, yeah. I mean, yeah, this is this is objective, it's semantic, whatever, but it, I would just say that at that point, it ceases to become sport and it becomes art. Right, but it's then I think gym, there's lots of sports that include that. Gymnastics yeah. like, is a massive one because it's all about can you do the... Can you do the technical thing, but can you also keep the form? And most of that is about aesthetics. Now, I'd say gymnastics is definitely. Yeah, but the sport. aesthetics aren't saying anything in the same way that art art is. Uh, well, art, why not though? No, yeah, I was going to say why not. I I I I think the passion that gymnastic that, that some of these gymnastics uh, gymnastics some of these gymnasts put yeah. into these performances is unreal. These are people that some of them have come from nothing. Yeah, sure. And, yeah. and, and I, how is that I, I, any different? That's, that's how periphery to. Yeah, the, that's, but but, but I, I, how is that I, any different? Sorry. How is their one chance of being on the platform? Maybe this is their first Olympics. How is that platform of them using their body to convey the fucking passion and energy they have for the sport any different to an artist using a canvas to it, it convey that passion? It isn't. But I, that's not. I don't think that's what I'm saying. I, I I still don't think I understand what you're saying. I'm not going to lie. It, so what if a, what if a dancer is doing a routine like a gymnastic routine and it's supposed to be like uh you know they say like the one the one dance thing that i'll know is like you say like swan lake and like mm. part of it is like the swan dying and therefore if there was competition where someone did that as part of their gymnastic routine they would you know they were showing that in the way they moved is that not like a combination of that yeah that would be um, really that would be really muddy yeah that, that, sure that, that's yeah. like that's, i would, str- that, I would that's, struggle that's like the fine line before it comes yeah. that's a better example dance, I think, that, that's, what I'm that's sort of a really good example, you can yeah. include in in the criteria mm. that idea of yeah like 
of of like having a theme or something like is if if the art itself or the process of creation or something or setting a theme or having whatever is part of what is part of the competition yeah. in the sense that like if the judges enjoy just just the purely like artistic expression of it and that is part of how they're judging something then then the line just like completely disintegrates because then there's i I do think there's multiple things where part of it is the aesthetic judgment of it and then and those things are still considered sport where the aesthetics of it are included in the competition process Uh, whereas if you have something you know if you have two identical again it's like difficult that you know i'm not in the realm of dance if you had two different dances that were identical in every single way but one of them had a more artistic expressive theme um and the judges liked that or that added something to it or there yeah. was something more that it was saying and that was part of the criteria of the judging yeah no then, no, no yeah, i then, i i agree yeah uh, and right. i but i one thing i will say is i think those kinds of sports are certainly less conventional and i think i think that's that's why i would choose to separate them in that way because i mean you're always going to get yeah muddy definitions but yeah yeah but i I think the problem is trying to separate them that way then you you have to discard loads of things or at least you have to start saying well not that many well i need to make an exception for you know this and that and things where there is like a qualitative aspect to it again i can't think of any examples but like then i would just say they're both i wouldn't say you know nothing has to be one or the other like like we're saying like games they can be sport they cannot be sport it's you know I, i think yeah sure it's like that, you know, that there was that judge where someone was caught and they were making porn and they asked the judge to define what porn was. He said, well, I don't know I what know the definition is. Yeah, 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 but I know it when I see it. It's the sort yeah. of like there were sports. We all get a vague understanding of what sports are. And we sort of... All right. Kieran, how long have you been boxing? I mean, I, I think te- technically I like I did a little bit of like pads and stuff when I was a lot younger, when I was like 14, um, but I didn't properly start boxing until I was about 19. Um, I wasn't sporty at school at all, so I, I didn't really yeah, click. I, I didn't click that I was good at sports to the much later age. Um, so yeah, how long... Now like, you're Muhammad Ali. I, May, I'm, Muhammad Ali wishes he was me. Um, <laughs> what do you get out of it? Like, what's the, what's the, what's the appeal? It's a tricky question. Um, Ultimately, I love to compete. I yeah. love the competitive element of it. Um, but there's a lot you get out of it. Self betterment. Um, yeah, the whole because like like we said, you're competing with yourself. I guess you're competing with yourself, but it's also competing against other people. Um, there's definitely an ego element to it. Hundred percent. Anyone who says otherwise is a liar. Yeah, I can see that. Do you know what I watched? I was in a sports bar the other day. It's a really snaggy little place. Actually, it's open till like six in the morning, and they were showing the UFC. I think it is. Is that the one with the with the yeah, like, yeah. proper yes, scratching? So that's MMA. I was just I was fucking horrified. I've never I've never actually seen it. Like I've heard of it about it, but like it's just blood and stuff everywhere. It's mental. Well, I think that's that's the resurgence because you know everything's like we we live in such a safe, sanitized world, bro. That it's just like <laughs> it's just like we're all looking for that outlet a little bit. So I think that's no. that's yeah that fascination with violence. Well, yeah, I think it's and it's as we move further away from violence, it becomes like more safe, so we can employ like like hyper athletes to experience violence on our behalf. Yeah, it's quite it's that. quite striking because I mean I'm like Fight Club esque. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not like yeah, yeah same sort. Yeah, obviously, I'm, I'm not like a violent person, but like just I, I couldn't sort of stop looking. As as you like you loved it, mate. I think um uh, the whole um I think the the Jungian idea of incorporating your shadow comes into it massively. Like the whole. Yeah. Why don't you explain that for our? Uh, I, so I'm not a super cool man that did psychology, unfortunately, but I know a little bit about it. It's the idea that incorporating a little bit of darkness into your life, something that's like a little bit um like like boxing, a little bit violent, um, is actually quite good for you. Um, it kind of keeps the wolf on the door, so to speak. Um, yeah, because I was going to say the difference between boxing and, and this stuff, where they're like writhing around the floor, like blood everywhere. It's it kind of feels more controlled, and I feel like it's it's that. I don't know. Would you say it's like a safety valve for like aggression? Uh, in a lot of ways. Well, I'd say the difference between MMA and and, and boxing. A lot of people um, refer to MMA. Um, I think um, in a derogatory manner is cage fighting. I hear that used a lot, usually by people that don't understand the sport. Um, it is it is an art form. MMA is an amalgamation of different combat sports and it allows people to test their own kind of discipline against each other. So you get people in MMA that are from a boxing background. You get people in MMA that are maybe jujitsu and done a bit of wrestling. It's a great platform for people to test their various martial arts disciplines against each other. I think what you're um, saying is that 
your experience with boxing is that it looks a lot more controlled and that MMA looked quite brutal because there was a lot of kind of like violent, like thrown on the ground. But it's, it's no different in essence. It's a fight with rules. They're the same thing. It's just, if anything, boxing is a lot more dangerous than MMA. I don't know of many deaths in MMA, whereas within the last few years, multiple people have died from boxing. Mm. It's sustained trauma to the head and vital organs. It's there. I can show you videos of some horrendously bloody boxing fights, like people getting their like forehead split open and then bleeding and carry on fighting. Like, I think any fighting sport has the potential to look barbaric. It just depends what fight you're watching. If you're watching like a 12 round snooze fest with two people that have pillow punches, yeah, it's not going to look that it's, bad. Yeah, it's interesting you use the word barbaric when in fact it's 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 about control the whole way yeah. through. It's it's like you not only control in terms of rules and regulations, but control of oneself. You could be relatively strong, I imagine, and just run into a ring and you're going to get floored straight away if you, if you don't know what you're doing. It's it's about harnessing that form, I guess, and kind of it's it's a conversation about boundaries and lines in that sense. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, what are you, you two? I know yeah. you've watched a bit of boxing and MMA. Uh, what what, what are your experience? With... Rubbish. It's so boring. <laughs> Fair. Is that a real opinion? Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> gone. I am no, triggered. No, it's all right. I like I like watching the combinations, but most of the time it's just like. Bit of bit of walking around the ring, and that I will, I will, I will admit. Sometimes, yeah. Like, you, you, I, do, you, do you ever watch it? You're like, I think we watched a big, a big fight, and it was just, um, yeah. In fact, I was, yeah, Joshua. I was watching one in that sports bar the other day, and it was just like big build up. I think, I think it's it, also it lasts like, about eight seconds. It's like access. You have to, and this is, and this is definitely something I get with jujitsu. Like, you go, oh, they're just on the floor, and it's like I, I can't access the the boxing fight to, uh to to like understand what's going on because I don't have that threshold. Same as I used to watch and I play Dota and just be like, mm. oh, this is fucking shit. It's just the camera whizzing around. And then like when yeah. you when you actually understand the mechanics a little bit, you're like, okay, that's really clever what he did. Yeah, there. And it's, then, it's like listening to the classical music or prog music. The deep, yeah. yeah, the deeper you go down, you're like, wow, there's actually some crazy fucking layers of that. Static appreciation. Until like, it, yeah, until it becomes yeah. like you were saying, like an art form. Like you can learn about how to appreciate a certain thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's the same with sport, isn't it? It doesn't have to be just with art and media where you perhaps some films or some music or whatever, sometimes someone can mention something to you or tell you something about it or something interesting you didn't know about it. And that can unlock a way for you to view it yeah. new and enjoy it. Um, whereas with sport, I think that's I think the same thing can happen where if you can understand some of the technicalities of what's going on and like appreciate some of the skill that's going on and some of the you know how things are being sort of going on, you you get much more out of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, um, yeah, the most you can get out of it is when you it starts to inform your identity and you can actually resonate with it on a personal level. And like I I was interested in your comments earlier about football. Like <laughs> I think that that personal kind of resonation can get a little bit too far in football where um, it subsumes your, yeah where you become it's tribal identity it's like it? that is me on the pitch it's not you mate more too you know it's like we we scored no yeah. you didn't score they did because you never find that in boxing it's always you, this appreciation <laughs> for the fire it's it's <laughs> like are you sure about that it, it, it does it I, does happen some out. it does happen sometimes there's there's a bit of tribalism between the camp mm. so between so trainers and their boxers and their their cut men and that uh, I've seen various scraps break out over like a late punch where the coach will pile in and that. So th there is still elements of tribalism, but with the fans, definitely. They, yeah. they don't refer to themselves as, oh yeah, I sparked out Vlad Klitschko last <laughs> yeah. night. Like, yeah. it's yeah, they don't quite do that. Um, I think the point, just going back to the point... Football that, teams are regional as well, which I think has a massive impact, yeah. to be fair. Because they're sort of clubs and yeah, places and, and things. Do, I mean, you, you go different, me. Obviously, there's different leagues. Do, do boxers represent countries? They do, don't in, they? In amateur boxing, yeah. So yeah. Uh, boxing's an Olympic sport. Um, so that... Uh, amateur boxing at, at the Olympics isn't massively popular, as you would think. I mean, like, as a boxer, I watch it, and I know other boxers that watch it, but I don't know of many people in the mainstream that watch it. But there are occasionally these momentous fights which are to, to do with the way they market it as being country against country. So I think um, a great recent example 
Manny Pacquiao versus Floyd Mayweather. There was definitely a lot of tribalism there. So Manny Pacquiao is a Filipino boxer and he had like the backing of the whole of the Philippines behind him. And they just are diehard fans of Manny because he's done so much for the country. But yeah, there was definitely elements of uh, the Philippines versus USA and that. So I think tribalism can come out in any sport. I'm not a football fan by any stretch of the imagination, like I said earlier, but I must admit during the World Cup of, got, of last year, I got massively caught wait was it last year was it the year well, before it was coming home wasn't it two, two years ago yeah two, fuck me was that two years what? ago wow yeah but it was coming home right and we all got involved in it is that when we went to the pub me and I went to the pub yeah. and this, this was we were like fucking David Attenborough on a, on a safari because yeah. it was so <laughs> fucking weird like I was just stood there going like mm. oh look and it's like I don't know it just it just doesn't mean anything to me mm. and I, I think a lot of it is like indoctrination like you're saying about regionalists like Yes, I was a Hammers fan and you will be a Hammers fan and mm-hmm. your identity is this and it's like it's like it's almost like a religion replacement. Zach agreed a little God. bit when we did yeah. when we did the last podcast about this whole tribalism stuff and the you know, resonating somehow the team of England or whatever or, or your city or whatever are supposed to represent you somehow. Well what, one thing I will say is you do get more I would at least like this is an argument I know not this doesn't apply to everyone but I see for the most part you get more out of watching something that's competitive when if fine. you when you really root for a particular team and that becomes sort of your team. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't it doesn't mean that like you doesn't mean yeah, you're you making might, some you rational might, choice you might as get to more, pick the but best how one. do you how do you believe that it's, it seems to me like a belief that's like saying yeah it's a belief it's, it's like it's, saying you get more out of a religion if you believe it well no 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 it's sort of like you're Wait, throwing is, in is your a, chips with a certain sorry, yeah it's, it's, it's like it's difficult to but if you have a team that you really like, enjoy and you, you know about the players you know mm. about their personality and you and you want them to win that's the main thing you, you like you want them to win you're like in, even even if they're maybe the underdogs or whatever because you get that great feeling when they do right and you feel sad when they lose and like that sort of emotional roller coaster is part of the fun it's not as fun that you know maybe some people i'm sure it is just fun like picking whoever the statistically more likely yeah, like, to win it's, all the I time get it's not as fun going, but like well, how, how were, are people actually doing how, what is the the appeal the how appeal is you get it's, it's sort of like yeah you just you, you just pick one and you go after what if you, like the thing is if you watch sport you slowly acclimatize to the to the different teams to the players and like You'll get like so you'll be like oh I, I do like that player I've been watching him for a while you, mm. you know I've seen him go through this like arc of these few teams or whatever um, obviously you know I'm I'm maybe talking more it's like from watch because I watch esports stuff but like this applies perfectly to like football and whatever yeah, where, yeah. where you're talking about like player transfers and whatever and you're like following a player and you're like oh I remember watching him you know and you, you you get there's a sort of storyline to it and then you watch your team and it's like oh you know I was, I was sort of like supporting them when they when they you know had a few losses and then suddenly they like win against like all odds and whatever and that's that feels great because you've sort of watched these people go through this story of, mm. of improvement and it's and in a way it, there is something about uh you know rooting for someone and almost having this vicarious sort yeah. of enjoyment of the game through um some of the people playing it yeah my, my my dad and my granddad were season ticket holders for hereford but i think after spending that money i think that just got that investment from you know like well, it's gambler's fallacy I've sunk my money into yeah. sunk my money into so a therefore, season ticket. Yeah. Therefore, they, yeah. I love Hereford. People can find a passion for an athlete or a team at any point in their life, really, because you get these born again fans, and it's usually at a point when they are watching either some sort of marketing material or an actual live game or a conversation they've had with someone, and something will resonate with them as a person. And I think in in boxing you see it all the time. Mm. So uh, a great recent well, there's been a few, but um. Uh, Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder was very much marketed as the bad guy, as the, as the kind of villain, and it it became that sort of archetypal battle between hero versus rogue. And like Tyson Fury got knocked down in the twelfth round, and everyone thought that was it, and everyone was on the edge of their seat, and it was really dramatic. And he got back up, and everyone thought he should have won the fight, and everyone was outraged when he didn't, and he gained yeah, new fans. It's, it's, and it's being it's being part of a story. With, it is with all these it big is. like grand like antipodes like yeah the hero and the and the this and the that yeah i i, I yeah i can see the appeal it's just why choose one over another it, it, it's kind of where i'm at it's just like for wait. the story because you can't yeah. have a story unless you have a protagonist right that's the point yeah, but there, yeah. but otherwise you're just look, watching things happen There's but no everyone is a protagonist choose, no, choosing a protagonist they're all protagonists. All the all the fighters are protagonists. No, because you, you've picked one to follow and picked yes, one that's, to that's the point. their story. They're all protagonists until you pick one. So, how so do you your pick? idea is yeah. how do you pick them? Okay, so 
So there's do you lot, just watch it for a while? There, you, there's there's people. There's people. Yeah, exactly. well, yeah. It's Harry Potter. The, you don't choose your team. Your team chooses you. There's pe- there's people that love Floyd Mayweather what? because he's an insanely ta- he's arguably one of the best boxers of all time. He's incredibly rich. He lives an incredibly lavish lavish lifestyle. He doesn't give a shit. He he just he wins, and people would pay to watch him lose or win. The people that don't like him tend to be the people that like the underdogs. They prefer. Oh yes, so I, guess, I guess the personalities. Yeah, come precisely. Through and, and so you the, resonate the, with a particular yeah, personality, and it will resonate with the different personalities. I.e., people that like success, people that are like hustlers, people that are all about winning. They don't give a fuck about emotions. But not only that, but sometimes Ten- it might be they just appreciate the skill. They're like, this yeah. guy is so skillful. I just like watching him as and a display me. of skill. I don't I mean, like Floyd as a person. Yeah. I don't but like. Are you Floyd- saying that's a waypoint? Yeah. Yeah, so you might yeah. start watching, like, you know, you might start watching something like, oh, I'm interested in this sport or whatever. Mm. I would like to watch people who are, like, the best in the world watch. And you, you gravitate towards certain people who are, like, doing incredibly impressive displays of a certain skill. And that's, skill. like, an entry point. And you start and you, watching and you, them. And, yeah. like, and you just keep, oh, okay, I want to keep watching that person because I was really enjoying watching him. I and mean, that's a, another way you get into yeah, it, it's, right? It's, it's interesting because, like, my, my experience with sport is, that I, I, as I was saying in the last podcast, I've, I, I, do, I do play it in some, in some capacity, but I've never followed sport in any, any capacity, at least, like, I've only just appreciated it objectively. Like, oh, these people are really skilled. And, uh, uh, and like, I do get behind certain people, like, especially if I'm in the right atmosphere. But I've never followed, like, a club or, you know, a team in the long run through their career or, like, been that interested after the spectacle. Like, but in, in, in amidst, amidst the spectacle, it's like, yes, that's... Yeah, I can, I can get behind a particular player at that point, like... Especially if someone just gives me the rundown, like, oh, this guy's that, and this guy represents that kind of idea, and this is why people like him. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to root for this guy. And I go, yeah, and I'm cheering. But that, but then it's so fleeting, because after that, I'm just like, no. I get that. Is that maybe because you've already resigned yourself to not wanting to be involved in it, though? Like, I subconsciously? I don't, I, like I said, I, I, maybe it is subconscious, but I, yeah. Consciously. Because, well, part of it is you you have to keep coming back to it for it because mm. like if you're not just if you, if it's just something that you you become submerged in for a while and you're clearly not coming back to it later at your own under your own uh, agency, yeah. then clearly it's not in, you know you're not going to get into it because you have to be attracted to it in some sense. Yeah, like I said, I, I don't dislike sport. Um, I do dislike certain elements of football culture and that that where the vicarious stuff gets too far and it always becomes like some kind of weird dogma and it is yeah. like if you're saying a religion replacement and you probably know how I feel about those kinds of things but yeah like I, it's it's not that I don't want to it's that I just I just haven't and I haven't had I've never existed yeah. in that space to to be able to you know follow a team but yeah it's it I've I've nothing against sport no, I get that. I think um, recently for me, I used to find watching, uh, and I, I'm sorry to keep going back to fighting, but that is why you dragged me here, to be fair. Yeah. But is. yeah, um, I, I re- until recently, um, within the last few months, I'd say, I used to find ground fighting, so like jujitsu, wrestling and stuff. I used to find that really boring. I did not get into it at all. But this fucker, I'm pointing at Sam, made me start watching pointing, it a bit more. Pointing at Nye, he's got and a brown belt. I can't, I can't remember what point it was, but I was there, there, there would have been a point where I saw something in a video or in a fight, and I can't remember where it was, but it, it just resonated with me. Mm. And I'm getting well into it. I, I'm, I'm like starting to slowly train like a little bit of jujitsu on the side now, and I'm really enjoying it. Whereas before, I didn't, you know, and, and I like watching it. So yeah, it can come without warning sometimes. Even something um, it, that 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 moment where like you decide that you're really finding a sport interesting, even though you've given it chances in the past. All it takes sometimes mm. is just to see a certain set of events unfold that fit in with the way you view the world. I guess. And, I think yeah, that, that's the really important one is the way you view the world because it's like in in all games, like you you have the same personality. Remember, you were talking about. Like drive instructor, um, I was telling piss out of Kieran saying he's got no map awareness, like on on Dota or League, and then your drive instructor was saying like, oh yeah, you you haven't got a good long term awareness, and it's like all sports are like a microcosm for what you're doing, so it's like how you how you box, how you do jujitsu is like how you do anything, and I think it's just quite interesting how how you can learn so many lessons from doing sport. It's like. Uh, I don't know, having your back taken and getting f- or getting like flanked in jiu-jitsu is like, it's a very real, it's a very like uh, physical... It's like an expression, expression of your personality. It's like distilled into a form. Yes. It's, I, yeah, distilling your identity into a very specific form. Well, it's, it's like, a, and people often talk about jiu-jitsu and a lot of martial arts as like a physical uh, philosophy. Mm. So it's like, there's like certain points where you could be like, um, you can talk to someone about, let's say you're, you're having a conversation with someone and it's like, 
they've got a point, you've got a point, and you're like, okay, well, what I'm actually going to do is not just argue with them because at that point I'm resisting strong against strong and I'm like pulling against a strong arm or something. What I'm actually going to do is go for like like a sweep or like a, a flank, which is like doing something slightly unexpected. And it's like you can take the things you learn in a sport and then put those on top of your real life. Mm. So I think it's just like there's so many things to learn from being engaged in sport. And, and I'd say vice versa. Yeah, yeah, because they're, I think they're, both, they're yeah. both the same. And it's like that whole Musashi thing that I fucking bummed that quote of like, when you know the way broadly, you see it in all things. Yeah, I was, I was being reminded of Sun Zero at the moment. Yeah, the way, yeah, it's a lot of similar things. The, the, yeah, it's so the, fucking yeah, true. It's like once, once you see it in one sphere, you're just like, cool, that, that 100%. It's like an overlay. You can take your filter, you can take your jujitsu filter and your Dota filter and your whatever filter and just overlay them with all the things that you're currently doing. I agree, but I don't think uh, when I play in my darts team that I'm doing that. <laughs> gonna, I suppose gonna, maybe. Yeah. I, I, think, I think you can look at it on like I suppose, a trip. I, I, I suppose it depends how woke you want to be. Yeah. It's like if you're, if you're getting up and you're really going and it's like you have to, you think for that you have to be properly living that as part of your life you have to be really yeah, that's so the like thing. If, if you were getting up and you were training it's, it's like that classic the, the best people the best people who are darts like andy fordham at darts yeah he wakes up and he has a philosophy about darts like he's fucking woke about darts and i'm sure he thinks yeah, the, about dart problems and then applies them to other aspects of his life the difference yeah. between a foot a footballer and somebody who plays football yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. someone yeah. who kicks about the park and someone who can read the game is probably completely different yeah it's it, I, i've said that before about like why none of us four are actual philosophers. It's yeah. like, yeah. You can look at it at an arbitrary level as well. I think like in boxing, I've always been very nimble and agile, yet in real life, I'm a clumsy fucker with no peripheral vision, it would appear. Yeah, like I think sometimes sports, you can definitely find bits of yourself that don't appear to exist in other walks of life. But I'm not sure whether that's just because like, I haven't discovered it yet. Self-discovery, yeah. Yeah, precisely. And I'm still kind but of... Yeah, I, I guess it's all about pushing yourself and challenging yeah challenging yourself and again it's a conversation about boundaries and lines it's about coming sometimes going over those lines and testing 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 your opponent testing yourself yeah so one thing i want i wanted to ask you guys then um is how do you feel about yourself since you followed the journey of your sport so now there would have been a point where you didn't do esports and you've obviously gone on a journey of playing the game yourself maybe not competing in esports but playing the game yourself and observing it more uh, Sam, I know it wasn't until like a couple of years ago that you started jiu-jitsu. How do you guys feel that that has had an effect on your life and what has it made you see differently? I don't know, it's made my penis a lot longer. <laughs> like, I just like, just like noticeably, like drastically longer. <laughs> you just get that and you just look down and you go, fuck. Yeah, to be fair. That's, that's actually just like, it's an inconvenience. So this is why boxing's inferior because I'm still rocking the two-inch wonder. Do you, do you think it's it's made you any sort of more? It's so socially conscious. So, so much karma. Yeah. Because what well, nothing 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 phases you at all after you go and because you, you know you, that you can karate chop. It. Well, no, 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 no. Because because you're now used to a guy who's forty kilograms stronger than you and has been doing jujitsu for two years trying to kill you. And right. it's jujitsu is like when you, I was talking to Kieran about this the other day, when you tap, that's like, it's easy to do that in training and be like, oh, that's a tap. But like, if you realize if you don't do that, you're going to die. Like mm -hmm. you're going to be choked unconscious. I mean, probably they'd just be unconscious, but like if, if the guy kept choking, you would die. And if you don't tap from an arm bar, you'll have your, you'll have your arm broken at joint. If you don't tap from a Kimura, you will have your shoulder wrenched from the socket. And it's like nothing phases you when, when like like if I'm teaching, there's like a kid being like, oh, being a dickhead. You're like, it's absolutely no factor because no one is trying to strangle you to death. And it because you gain that it, sense of perspective. Well, yeah, it yeah. gives you so much perspective. And it's also like you. The only way if someone starts strangling you to death, you want to freak out, and that's completely mm -hmm. the wrong thing to do. Real talk. The, the right thing to do is to stay calm and to be able to be be comfortable in that horrible situation yeah and therefore think so it's just like that is that's just a fucking crazy takeaway and also it's like i remember people talking about jiu-jitsu for self-defense and they go like so much of the problem about self-defense is that say you're being grabbed for the first time 
you have that massive adrenaline dump and you have this freak out because you've been grabbed by a stranger who's trying to hurt you. Well, if someone grabs me now, I'm like, oh, okay. You sort of have, you have that, you have that, like your, your anesthetic size to it. You've, you've had that sort of build up from going from, you know, like white, ca- uh, white belt patty cake to someone actually <coughs> trying to kill you. So it's like, you've already got that. What is it? Is that like that thing where you, immersion therapy, isn't it? Where you just have like a little bit and a little bit and a little bit. Systematic desensitization. That's what it is. <laughs> no fucking way would I be able to remember that. Um, <laughs> but you have like a little bit and a little bit and then whatever nice said. But yeah, I think, I think that's, 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 that's what I've learned a lot from Jiu-Jitsu. And mm. also just like discipline, just turning up when, when things are going shit, just turning up. And then those are usually the times you learn the most. I agree. No, do you think you learn anything from esports, for, like for competitive gaming, or from playing? Because you're pretty good at competitive gaming. That's well, it's like, yeah. You're like well, top, top, or at least you were. I mean, like in but terms of you, like, you, yeah, I mean, like in top Dota, zero point one percent, which is fucking whatever. Immense. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. what it is. Yeah, it's generally being modest, generally like, whatever nuts. I was when it ranked. But yeah, it's. I mean, I don't play anymore. But I, I, I was trying to think like, the whole time you were saying, like, is there anything I've? The, the difficulty is, it's like I don't think there was any especially with like playing stuff i've no I, I don't think i ever went into it for any of the same things for more for me it was always like a time vacuum it was an escapist thing mm-hmm. and i never and i didn't i've never had the attitude of going into games or whatever and going i want to be the best at this i want to be really good i want to be, i've never actually done that i think the problem you, is you were competing though yeah, because it's this sort of like part of the game. You sort of, it was always like different things I wanted to do. I was like, can I get away with this? And we're still with. That's like more what I wanted to do. Well, there you like, go. So pushing in a game, pushing yeah, I would be like, yeah. can I do this really stupid thing in this game? Or can I like max out this thing or try to do this thing and get away with it? And that would always be like, I would never... And so it's, it's difficult to say, but I, I definitely like... I mean, in terms of like just playing, it, it does obviously certain skills. You can see how like getting better at like making complex decisions in a in a difficult place can you know it gets you better at that i think but i mean overall i think i think for a lot of people what they probably get out of sport is something i get from playing instruments which is you realize that if you just put in loads of time to practice and keep going at something and you know just keep putting consistent time into something figure out the strategies for getting better at something you can eventually just get better at it and i think the trouble is because i've been doing that with instruments since i was very young i kind of already i think that didn't really apply for me when i went into trying to do the i, I was never really competitive or wanted to get better at it i was like this mm. this isn't to me like a skill that i want to get better at or care about what about the vicarious stuff then so when you're watching certain teams compete, do you hmm. do you see yourself in those teams in that sense? Or? No, I just really like the story. Yeah, it's like watching a film. It's like I have teams I like watching. I'm like, oh, I hope they win, you know. And I go watch yeah, it, and I'm like, that's... oh, this is cool. And like sometimes it's like, oh, it's an impressive display of skill or whatever, and that's satisfying to watch sometimes. But for the most part, no, it's just it's just enjoyment. And I think that's probably why I pretty much only watch esports now. Like in terms of, I watch a bit of Dota and a bit of Starcraft and a bit of I like I like stuff like chess as well, which is kind of a tangent. But you know, I like I like following that sort of stuff because partly because it's an impressive sort of skill thing but also you know you do i i wouldn't i wouldn't watch it if i wasn't doing the thing where like oh i like this guy oh i, I do like watching magnus carlson stir curb stomp people it's, it's fun <laughs> you know um and it, it's just like stuff like that is that's just it's just a purely sort of enjoyable thing i don't i don't know if there's really anything in there about you know whether, whether i'm like vicariously trying to like put myself in anyone's place or like i, I don't see that at all really I yeah think well, there's just, at least a resonation yeah i, I just guess, kind of yeah. enjoy it <laughs> it's just like I want them to succeed because it's like oh you know I, mm. I've sort of you know I've been watching somebody since they were like a nobody and you're like oh you know you have some sort of investment in like watching their sort of arc and yeah maybe you could say that is perhaps a commentary on our own innate desire to want to go from nothing to somewhere you know and, and watching that progression in someone else yeah you could maybe say that perhaps is a reflection of of the same thing you get when you watch a film where it's a story of an underdog coming out of nowhere and succeeding you get that feel good feeling from that in the same sort of way it's a, like you mentioned sort of archetypal in a way it is that watching that success story play out and sort of seeing that in yourself or seeing that sort of encouragement and um, yeah, and I guess it appeals to that 
universal sense of wanting the world to function in terms of if input is skill or like time they put into something and all that sort of thing then the output would be success which it not I, always think, is yeah. that clear but we, we like that as a story we like that as a meta narrative of how the world should be we want that sort of clear line through yeah well so in the, obviously you guys have been saying that um kind of sport influences you and you influence the sport in that kind of cyclical relationship um in terms of how it informs your life and your identity and some of the things you learn from it. Um, but I think that's true on a kind of macro level as well. Like the whole society shapes sports and sport shapes society. It's kind of a, uh, synchronized conversation going on. But, um, I think in the same, in that sense, it really appeals to people that are more kind of disenfranchised for the reason you were just saying, if you could just do this thing, then you would get that thing. And it's like yeah, the success story element and the I think that's that's why it has that really, really broad appeal. Because it's just like it's such a clear example of people doing good, making the best for themselves. I think that's why a lot of people resonate with it. And I think that's why it attracts certain personality types. Do you watch darts now? I've watched a bit. Um, yeah. Do you appreciate it more now that you play more darts? In the sense, you're watching it and you're enjoying it more because you're going, "Oh, that was that was impressive." Here's the thing: I, you can sort of think about like, "Oh, I'd really struggle to be hitting those." I, I think more like. people play darts than watch it. Whilst I think the opposite is yeah. true of football, and I think that's because sport um, darts is um, a terrible sport to look at. It's not a spectator sport, really. I don't know, mate. It's pretty fucking good. You've obviously never been to Ali Pali and got rat those, assed, you, mate. You get those 180s and you just wave your <laughs> no, yeah, that, But like, in the pub, it's, it's, a nice, it's a nice activity to be doing. It's a nice way to kind of meet people and, and it's, it's a thing to do. And it's, it's got that rich history as well. It's, it's always been a dartboard in the pub. It's know. accessible. It's very accessible. It actually came, I think, from... Were you telling me this uh, the other day? Something about archers? Practicing archery. Yeah, in a pub. Or throwing throwing knives or something. Somebody told me that. It might be bollocks, but... Probably not me, then. Throwing, I don't remember throwing that. Throwing axes. <laughs> but no, it, yeah, it kind of evolved from those those kinds of things. And, and I think I was just saying I want to do some axe throwing because it looks fun. Like, you get do some archery axes now, don't you? I, yeah, I fuck around with a bow. Yeah, it's fun. Legolas, my, yeah, well, my sister had one and then she fucked off and then she left the bow around. So I was like, oh, okay. You can shoot things. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. you Lars Larson. Oh, is that awakening yeah. something primal in you? We, like, I think that there is. No, it's, 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 like, it's like there is something just. If you put someone in a room with some paper, the first thing they do is fucking throw that paper. People just love throwing stuff at things. Yeah. It, it doesn't. It doesn't matter if it's like a fucking dart, a dartboard, an axe, or archery. This, or kick does a that say something girl. about me that I would try to fold it into something interesting or make something cool out of it instead of <laughs> well, no, fucking well, lob no, it? No, you, no, you like to think, <laughs> turn it into the best paper like, airplane ever. So, you know? Sorry, you like to that's think, still going to be lobbed. Yeah, I like. That's true. Yeah, yeah that's turning just, it into something that's better to lob. Well, that, that's just a, that's just like a poncy version of throwing paper. And the, we all know the best paper airplane is a screwed up ball. It's the <laughs> well, best paper airplane. Well, when we saw, we Sam and I went to see Jordan Peterson give a talk in Oxford going back like two years ago I think and um, he Shout gave Daddy. yeah trust he gave Ash. a really really interesting talk about um, hitting the target do you remember that yeah, yeah. when he was talking about how we as humans have this obsession with hitting the target um, and it's why like because he, he gave the example of like uh, rifle shooters who go hunting and it's like do was... the voice come on do the voice <laughs> no don't do the voice don't do the voice please <laughs> well the thing about rifles <laughs> <laughs> keep doing that <laughs> Oh, you should just be like, today we've got a special guest. It's uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson. Oh, well, I've just got out of rehab. <laughs> oh, my God. Sm- no. I just smashed a lot of opiates. Yeah. Um, but I... I, I just keep making note for delete that bit. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that, um, I, I wanted to go back, though, because what, what, what you said about people doing good with stuff, I think you can observe that with so many sports. It's people using sports as a platform to do good. And again, I'll use my sport as an example. I My first boxing team was uh, run by the Police Activities League, PAL, um, in um, San Jose, California. And it was an incredibly rough neighborhood. It was a gang neighborhood. Um and they provided a place for young men to come and learn a discipline, learn something that would keep them fit, learn to control their aggression and their emotions. 
give them a bit of responsibility and allow them to compete in a safe, competitive environment. Yeah. Um, that was amazing. I think it was fantastic what they did. In UK now, we've got stuff like um, uh, Gloves Up, Knives Down, which is an initiative which is trying to get kids off the streets, less involved in knife crime and more into boxing gyms. Yeah, this is why I asked you whether it was, whether it was kind of a safety valve for you. And I like when you were saying about people want, in a pub want to lob stuff. I honestly think that's why the dartboard exists. Yeah. It's, it, it's a control thing. It's like, yeah. it, here's the place where you can lob things in Correct. the corner. And it comes back to integrating yeah, the shadow stop, again, isn't it? It's like, tables. we have these urges, let's do it in a safe way. Yeah. And I think... I don't, I don't know if it's so much that because otherwise people, like, it's the same thing with like playing cards or like having a pool table. It's just a dartboard's cheaper. I don't know if it's necessary. I think perhaps people just want an excuse to do something while they're having a chat and a drink. Yeah, but if you no, gave me the choice... Boy, to... Irving Goffman. <laughs> the, the least cited yeah. book of all time. It's a um, secondary behaviour. Yeah, just having an excuse. If to, I'm doing Having pen. something that's occupying you instead of just directly having... You know, trying, yeah, but, but if you gave yeah. me the choice of throwing a dart or playing shove haypenny in a pub, oh, I, don't know, that's I, would, I would throw a dart. You know? Yeah, but what about having a, like, a game of poker or something? I suppose I don't know because yeah. you like any of those kind of games. I like poker. I but, like poker. Yeah, I like card games. Um, but but I, I guess pool and snooker and darts attract me more. I think because they're more kind of physical and I you know you get to. I don't know who's your boy who wrote Sapiens is Yovel Hari, and he oh, talks yeah. about how like we all love throwing things because that was what saved us from. That's what allowed us to walk out of the trees. So we so we came down from I, I, some of his some of his science around there I think was a little bit shady. A bit sketchy in places. So some, some, of, some of that book I read I was like eh. but um, it was it's a good couple of years old but he's saying that the thing that allowed us to sort of be like plain dwelling animals the threat that if a big fucking uh, adversary would come our great 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 descendants would throw stones at it. Giant and we, and we, Yeah if a giant sloth came mm. and he was like we're going to eat things apparently that's one of the things we do is we'd be really good at throwing stones really hard really fast. I think as just as a, like, like, like Mary as a random rant like it always annoys me when someone goes the one thing that allowed us to evolve the one thing yeah, this, this sorry, like, yeah. there's so many sorry, yeah, I, like, did, did yeah. I say the one thing? Well no I don't know if you were like saying that he was saying that the, the entire reason well, no, why there's, there's you know, many, we fended off predators that, that's one it's of just, them, Yeah because there's just so many things where it's like yeah when they're like oh and it was like fire was the thing that allowed us to like or, yeah. survive against predators and all that this or so they can wrestle yeah. them yeah. when the lion jumped on them he used fucking BJJ to break his neck <laughs> right I, I'm gonna shoot off now so oh. that's fucking hell oh, of a way hell of a way to end that section yeah. <laughs> alright all right, boys we're throwing down then sport, yeah, sport's yeah. cool darts is uh, not a sport I'm all off right. in,